Psalm 109. We're about to read what one commentator called the most terrible chapter in the Bible. <laughs> and, well, if you want to know why he thought that, let's read it first and I'll tell you. God of my praise, don't remain silent, for they have opened the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of deceit against me. They have spoken to me with a lying tongue. They have surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my adversaries, but I am in prayer. They have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set a wicked man over him. Let an adversary stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be guilty. Let his prayer turn into sin. Let his days be few. Let another take his place. Let his children be fatherless and his wife become a widow. Let his children be wandering beggars. Let them be sought from the ruins. Let their creditor seize all he has. Let strangers plunder the fruit of his labour. Let there be no one to show kindness to him. Neither let anyone have pity on his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off in the generation following. Let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered by God. Don't let the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before Yahweh continually, that he may cut their memory off from the earth. Because he did not remember to show kindness, but he persecuted the poor and needy man, the broken in heart to kill them. Yes, he loved cursing, and it came to him. He didn't delight in blessing, and it was far from him. He clothed himself with cursing as with his garment, and it came into his inner parts like water, like oil into his bones. Let it be to him as the clothing with which he covers himself, for the belt is always around him. This is the reward of my adversaries from Yahweh, of those who speak evil against my soul. But deal with me, Yahweh the Lord, for your name's sake. Because your loving kindness is good, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, my heart is wounded within. I fade away like an evening shadow, and I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting, my body is thin and lacks fat. I have become a reproach to them, and when they see me, they shake their heads. Help me, Yahweh my God, save me according to your loving kindness, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Yahweh, have done it. They may curse, but you bless. When they arise, they will be shamed, but your servant will rejoice. Let my adversaries be clothed with dishonour. Let them cover themselves with their own shame as with a robe. And I will give thanks to, to Yahweh with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitude, for he will stand at the right hand of the needy to save him from those who judge his soul. Okay, so why was this chapter apparently so terrible? <laughs> it's because it's one of the worst of all the imprecations. So the imprecations or the imprecatory prayers or the imprecatory psalms, these were the prayers where someone prayed curses on someone else. The whole of this psalm, 31 verses, but about the first 20 or 21 verses, it's all a prayer by David against these people that have done you know, in his mind, the wrong thing, and he, he's praying to see them cut off, destroyed. He says things like, let the sins of his father always be remembered. Let the sins of his mother never be blotted out. So he, he prays things that, that are terrible. He says things like, let kindness not be shown to his children, stuff like that. 
So he's, he prays all these curses for his enemies, but it's not just the enemies. It's like their mum and their dad and their children as well. So it kind of like seems really unfair. <laughs> and so the commentator I was reading this week just, he had a whole giant discussion about how this chapter is is kind of so out of place in the Bible. It's a terrible chapter and and uh, it's kind of included as an example of what not to be like. <laughs> and um, so he wasn't endorsing it in any way. And, you know, and I don't either. And um, so, it, but it does raise questions. You know, why would a chapter like this be in the Bible? First of all, when a person sins, let, let's think about the enemy, the person that was being cursed in this chapter. When a person sins, their lifestyle does affect all those around them. It's not, it's not a case of God punishing them. Like it, it, it kind of sounds like this is a prayer for God to punish that person and punish even their mum and dad and children. It kind of sounds like the, the person praying really wants that punishment to even afflict others. I just have to say, you don't have to pray for that. We shouldn't pray for that, but you wouldn't even have to. That just is what happens. So that's the nature of sin, for starters. Sin does affect everyone around you, and that's why God hates it so much. That's why it's so unfair. When Adam and Eve sinned, it didn't just ruin their lives, it ruined the lives of every single human being that was going to be born, you and me included. It's, that's why it's unfair. Sin does that. So for to pray something like, you know, may their children suffer because of what they've done, no, the children will suffer because of what they've done. It's, that's what sin causes. Sin causes hardship to come on everyone you're connected with. And that's why God hates it so much. We've talked about this any number of times before. Sin is so horrible, so odious to God. He hates it so much because it, it ruins the life of the person who sins and it reaches out and ruins the life of everyone around. You imagine having a contagious disease but you imagine that you've only got to get within 100 metres of someone and they catch it too. Well, that disease would be, we would hate that disease because it's so bad, because not only is it bad for you, it's so bad for everyone else as well. You'd have to be extremely isolated. And, uh, you know, there are diseases like that, like leprosy was such a hated disease because people had to be isolated. So it affected that person, but then it affected everyone else as well. It affected those they came in contact with. It affected their all their family and friends and relatives because they weren't around for them anymore. And lots more things like that. So I guess I have to say that, that this, this psalm is an example even without the cursing being declared, it is an example of what actually happens when someone's life is full of sin. In verse um, 17, it says, Yes, he loved cursing and it came on him. He did not delight in blessing and it was far from him. That's an example of how it is. If someone curses and they're speaking evil all the time, that will come around and get them. Not only them, also get their family if they do not appreciate the blessing of God, then that blessing will not be found near them. It's not that God does this to them on purpose. It's just, this is how it works. And um, so it's like if you fall into the mud, it's not God making you dirty. You just get dirty. That's how it works. 
And it says here in verse 18, he clothed himself with cursing as his garment, and so it came into his inward parts like water, like oil into his bones. Because the person being described was so evil, the evil infiltrated into who they were and became a part of them and ruined them on the inside. A bitter person, a person who acts bitterly towards others, actually is bitter on the inside. It becomes who they are. And that's why we want to be loving people, because the love we show to others becomes who we are. And then in the last 10 verses or so of this psalm, the psalmist starts praying for himself, saying, Lord, be kind upon me. So the psalm seems a bit unchristlike. <laughs> I agree. It does seem like that. Why would it be included in the Bible? It's, certainly it's an example of what not to be like. But I suggest that this is an example for how we should pray about principalities and powers. So we need to be ruthless when it comes to them. Spiritual warfare. So we're not, we, we don't pray like this concerning people, but there are things that are so evil that they get up God's nose and we ought to take a stick to them in prayer. So there are things that affect people in the world around us. There are ways of thinking. There are, there are cultural trends which are not good. There are demonic things going on. We take a stick to them in prayer. And you can look at a psalm like this and say, man, this was a ferocious psalm. Well, it's an example <laughs> to pray ferociously. Lord, I want to thank you for Psalm 109. You know, it, it's not as terrible as we think. And yet, Lord, we need to pray like this. And we need to take a stick to things that are not good. Help us, Lord. Help us to care like you care. Help us to have such a heart of you know, hatred towards evil things that we would pray about them with this level of ferocity. Lord, help us. In Jesus' name, amen.